Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about the rise of the self-esteem. And, you know, confidence is one's value as a human being. And it's a really very precious psychological resource and and very uh, positive factor to make our life better. And it's also correlated with achievement, good relationships, satisfaction. So if you have a little self-regard, that can lead people to become uh, 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 especially if you don't think of yourself in terms of somebody who should show who they are, should show their wisdom, should show their intelligence, or maybe you even have poor self-esteem in regards to your body, but that can lead people to become extremely depressed and they fall short of their potential in life. And uh, then they end up tolerating abusive relationships and situations and putting themselves into victim themes. And so too much self-love, on the other hand, results in an, you know, a, a sense of self-entitlement and an inability to learn from failure. So holding this balance between confidence, self-esteem, and then uh, the, 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 you know, overconfidence, what happens is, we uh, tend not to learn from failures if we are too confident. And so it also can be a sign of, of narcissism, which individuals may behave in a self-centered, arrogant, and manipulative manner. But you know, perhaps no other self-help topic has really spawned people's interest. And, 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 and there's so many conflicting theories that take place out there in the world in regards to what confidence is and self-esteem is. But I would tell you that a person that has a healthy self-esteem learns how to say no to things that hurt them. That is the most important aspect of self-esteem is that we prune off the things in our life that do not make us a better person, that we value our integrity, we value our wisdom, and we don't disrespect ourselves by going against our own integrity, which is ultimately what makes us attractive people. You know, people who experience a steady diet of disapproval from other people like family and supervisors, friends, teachers, they develop a low self-esteem oftentimes. And yet healthy people are able to weather off putting uh, bad uh, evaluations of themselves. And so what is really important is if we have self-esteem, we have armor. We have a way of making our way through life and not living apologetically. However, if you have absorbed other people's negative views of yourself and if you have harbored a lot of resentment of the people around you and, and felt like people have hurt you, you live in that sense of low self-esteem and by living in that low self-esteem, we are never able to really grow into the, the, the passion and the purpose and the soul of the person that you really are. You know, it's one thing to be confident in what you learn and what you know and what you do. That can give you great self-esteem, but that doesn't mean we're experts across the board at all life. 
You know, every person's experience is different. You know, over the course of a lifespan, self-esteem seems to rise and fall in predictable, systematic ways. But a person who wants to thrive in life, if you really want that to happen, you want to go to a room where people are better than you. And go to a room where people are smarter than you and then allow yourself to learn from those people because that will help you and give you enormous confidence and wisdom and knowledge and will help you promote a good self-esteem for yourself. You know, we all have to carve our way into this world. We all have to make our mark on this world. And what's really important is without self-esteem, without self-regard, which means one thing simply is that I know I'm good at what I do. And I know I'm good at this aspect of life. I know I'm not good at this aspect of life. And by admitting what we are good at, we are inviting people to seek us for the wisdom that we have to offer them, for the, the ability to fix things, for the ability to do things for them. We're offering that expertise because we took the time to learn it. There's not... Uh, that's not something you want to be apologetic about. That's something you want to be purposeful about to serve other people. It's not about you professing yourself out there into the world as, look at me, I'm great. It's you understanding that your job is to help others. And that's where we get self-esteem. The more that our life is purposeful and passionate and we're stepping forward into life, doing purposeful and passionate things that are good for other people, that is where self-esteem should come from. You know, it should really influence your life in a whole bunch of different ways, academically, professionally, you know, relationships, mental health, marriage. You know, these are all places that we, and being a parent, these are places where we need to make our mark. These are places where we need to put our self-worth and feel confident in ourselves that we are not perfect, but good enough, good enough. And that's about all we can be is good enough. We're not made to be perfect. We will never be perfect. But if we are good enough, maybe we have taken the time to learn something other people have not learned. And that can help other people. You know, like if you're going to study to be a doctor, they're going to come. People are going to come to you to heal. That's an important thing in life. If you've taken the time to learn how to do that, people will seek you for that. And that is where your life will speak the most. Very important for us to, to find that thing in life that makes us passionate and purposeful. The other thing is um, no one is less worthy than the next person. And so allowing yourself, if you're going to have a good self-esteem that's healthy, you cannot look at yourself as more worthy than another person. We have to look at everybody as the same value as we see ourselves. And each one of us has a different uh, glean of passion and purpose in our lives. And some people have not discovered that yet. Some people do not know what they're good at. And so in that, we have to understand that maybe that person is still on a journey to try to find where they fit in into life. And that's a great thing. But the other thing is we also have to ease up on ourselves. Try not to engage in all or nothing thinking because that is something that a lot of people will do that are narcissistic. They want to label everybody and then, then treat them like that label. And it's sad, but people that have too much self-regard will uh, do that all or nothing black and white 
thinking, label, 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 treat them as that, treat them as that, treat them as that. And this is what our media does. And it's sad, but we are surrounded by narcissistic communication across the board, no matter what channel you listen to or what radio you listen to, all of it, all of it has a narcissistic tendency to label, label, label. You know, it's also, we want to have a dialogue with ourselves as respectful as we would give to someone else. Unfortunately, if you have a low self-esteem, what you tend to do is project your low self-esteem onto other people. Because we don't like ourselves, we're going to find ways not to like you. And so therefore, we project our own self-image on someone else and gaslight them into believing that they're crazy instead of we are. And so the bottom line is, is low self-esteem can also affect a person narcissistically because it affects them trying to hurt other people so they never have to own their own personal pain. I'm not trying to get too deep, but that's one of the issues that we have in this life. You know, the confident person is easily spotted. They command attention, but there's a healthy balance between too little and too much self-worth. And so there's some signs that a person has actually the right balance. And, and one of the signs is they know the difference between confidence and arrogance, you know, and it, it, they're not afraid of feedback. That is a person who's seeking wisdom and, and they are not out there to, to people please or to seek approval. You know, if, if you're looking at somebody with, with a good self-esteem, that is some of the balancing uh, aspects of their character. Here's some more. You know, they're not afraid of conflict. They're able to set boundaries, which is what I can do and can't do. It's not no. It's what I can do and can't do. That's how you set boundaries. And also, the person's able to voice their needs and opinions. You know, I'd prefer this. I would like to see this. I think this would be great. You know, instead of saying I expect or I need or I want, you know, it's what I would prefer. You put that out there and people are going to get to know what your needs are. Doesn't mean they're going to be met all the time because there's not an expectation behind it. Also, a person that has healthy self-esteem is not a slave to perfection. They do as much as they can as best they possibly can. Also, they're not afraid of setbacks. Setbacks are not failures. Setbacks are challenges to be overcome. That means they're resilient. So people that have self-esteem, a healthy self-esteem, are always looking for a, res a, re a response rather than a reaction. Yes, they may react negatively to a setback, but they also come back with a response, which is extremely important. A lot of people get tied up in their reaction rather than their response. That means they're tied up in their emotional reaction rather than going to their logical self to, to be the better person. That's what a healthy self-esteem does for a person. They also don't fear failure. If we live our life in fear, we're going to discover that our life is out of control. And if you want to be a worrier, if you want to have anxiety, if you want to have depression, then live in fear. But life is faith-based. Take leaps of faith. That is the way life is. It's not about failure. It's not, oh, I can't do this, or I have to get in my head and predict what the outcome is going to look like, or I need to give a self-fulfilling prophecy that we're going to get divorced or some awful thing that's going to happen down the road. No, you don't prepare for that. You prepare for a journey, and you stay on the journey. 
that's the part of life that we don't get. We are always looking for results when actually life is just a process. And so what's important is we invest in the process and we don't let setbacks stop us. We kid up and we keep going and we may go in a different direction, but we keep going. You know, uh, the other thing that it keeps that tells you that somebody's got a good self-esteem is they do not feel inferior. We are not inferior. We're not meant to be inferior. We have qualities of ourselves that we need to be humble about that are not very talented, not very smart. Sometimes we say stupid things. Sometimes we do stupid things. God, I do. But the deal is, is that we also have to understand that we have something to offer. All of us do. Even the guys on the people on the streets have something to offer. They may not be reaching down for that. They may be on drugs or schizophrenic or whatever, but there's some little nugget in there that defines them as a person that could invite other people into their life with some form of talent or some form of something that gives back to other people. They also, a person that has good self-esteem, accepts who they are. They do not live apologetically. And unfortunately, there's many people in this world that walk around living as if they are a burden to others. That's not who we are. We're not a burden. We have lots to give, but we have to make our life about curiosity and the seeking of wisdom and the seeking of love, which is the hardest thing to do, is to love. But the fact is, is if you're going to learn how to love, you also have to learn how to trust because you have to learn trust in order to keep a relationship strong. People who don't value trust, people who lie, deceive, do all that kind of stuff, they are living apologetically. They're living in fear. That's why they lie. And so unfortunately, they do not want to step into who they are and step into a life of integrity because they want to profess a, 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 an ego base or something that, that deflects and shows who they are to the world, but it's not really who they really are to the world. And so people that live in a persona rather than the person, uh, unfortunately, have low self-esteem, just like every narcissist in the universe. You know, having healthy self-esteem can influence your motivation, your mental well-being, your overall quality of life. You know, have, having uh, self-esteem is either too high or too low can be problematic. And so what we have to do is we have to gauge ourselves. We have to gauge ourselves. Am I being egotistical? Am I being a fake person? Or am I being who I legitimately am? And if you can do who you are everywhere you go, in every kind of way, that is self-confidence. Just stay within the framework of who you are as a person everywhere you go. And if you've defined yourself as I'm an angry person or I'm this or I'm that, then you've missed the boat. That's not, we're not walking labels. We are human spirits. We're spirits living a human life. And we have to understand that our spirit is where our self-confidence comes from. So let's look in, at, from a psychological uh, 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 perspective, what self-esteem is. In psychology, the term self-esteem is used to describe a person's overall subjective sense of personal worth or value. That means their overall value that they see within themselves. You know, in other words, self-esteem may be defined as, as how much you appreciate and like yourself regardless of the circumstances. You know, and there's a lot of factors that define self-esteem, like self-confidence, 
the feeling of security, the having faith that no matter what the circumstance, I will find my way through it, uh, feeling a sense of identity as I really, really am as a person, a sense of belonging. That is important to all of us. We are social creatures. We do need to belong in one way or another. And also the feeling of self-competence, knowing that we have invested in knowledge that other people need, knowing that we have something to offer to make other people's lives better. Huge to defining your self-worth, your self-regard, and your self-respect. You know, self-esteem tends to be the lowest in childhood, and it increases during adolescence as well as adulthood, and eventually reaches a fairly stable and enduring level. Now, this doesn't mean that all children aren't uh, don't have self-esteem. A lot of children have too much self-esteem, and are oftentimes spoiled. Um, but the bottom line is they don't have the things that life needs from them yet. They don't have the tools to actually go out in the world and make something of their life yet. They don't have that skill set yet in their childhood. And that's the part that they need to understand that that is the job of being a child, is equipping yourself to walk into life. Unfortunately, parents are resigned to allowing their kids to sit there and watch video games, to play video games, do, you know, watch YouTube all night long, do whatever they want all the time, but they're not learning how to socialize, they're not learning how to create value, and they're not learning how to go out in the world and become the person that they need to be. And so unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of kids launch into this day and age and find themselves lost. And that's why we have 30-some-year-old people living in their parents' home, not married, not in a relationship, not even with a job. And that's because they've never found themselves and they've never found their passion. They've never found their purpose, which is an exploratory thing that takes a lot of time over life. So the first 32 years are pretty much what it took to be 18 about 50 years ago. And so the 32-year-old is now the 18-year-old. They don't know who they are, what they want, where they're going, what their life's about, what their passion, their purpose. And I'm, I'm overgeneralizing because it's not that way with everybody. But most people in this day and age tend to be lost until they hit about 32. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about self-esteem. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Uh, We have to wonder, you know, we're talking about self-esteem, by the way, and the rise of our self-esteem. And we have to wonder, why in the world would self-esteem be important? Well, you know, it impacts your decision-making process. You know, are you going to make logical decisions or are you going to make emotional decisions? Well, self-esteem dictates everything about that because if we're worried about what the world thinks about us, we're going to have a tendency to make emotional decisions. If we're worried about what's right or what is good for our life or the people in our life, then we're going to make logic be the more more important decision-making process. That means your self-esteem will rise because you won't be – Uh, constantly rethinking your decisions and remaking your decisions over and over and over again and reevaluating them because we do that because we've made an emotional choice many times. And doing that, there's always a consequence. And that destroys self-esteem. Also, your relationships is very important uh, for self-esteem. Your emotional health, your overall well-being are all ingredients of a healthy self-esteem. It also influences our motivation, you know, as people with healthy, positive view of themselves understand their potential. And they live within the possibilities of what their life could be. They have courage to go out there and live in the possibilities of what could become based on their own spirit and their own inspiration and their own challenges. You know, people with health esteem, healthy self-esteem, have a firm understanding of their skills. And they're able to maintain healthy relationships with others because they have a healthy relationship with themselves. And that means their relationships are also purposeful because hopefully they contribute to that person's overall life, overall happiness, overall joy, and overall uh, productivity. If you want to have a very positive experience in this lifetime, then one of the most important ingredients for all of us to take in is the idea of finding joy. Finding joy in every part of our life at every moment. 
that means that we're always looking for happiness. We're always looking for humor. We're always looking for the better parts of people. And we're always trying to bring out the better parts in other people because from that, we gain a much more experiential and joyful life. And so people with low self-esteem tend to feel less sure of their abilities. They tend to feel more depression, more anxiety. So they want to live in fear and they want to live in expectations that can't be met. Then they want to develop failure narratives about themselves and the world. And then they want to reinforce that by acknowledging every failure, every negative thing that they see in life. And they, they identify with that. And then it eventually becomes who they are. And it eventually dictates their outcomes. If we're going to live collecting negatives in our life, we are going to find ourselves depressed, low self-esteem with anxiety. If we are looking at the good things in life and looking for the good in all people, we're going to find our life to be at least, if not wise, at least joyful. You know, people with overly high self-esteem may overestimate their skills and they may feel entitled to succeed even without the abilities to back up their belief in themselves. And so they just blow hard. They, they blow hard. They become histrionic, which means that they take up all the space in the room, but they really don't have much to offer outside of their personality or persona that they've created. You know, and that is a waste of life. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of uh, purpose and passion and joy. You know, you gotta you gotta struggle with relationship issues. You've got to struggle in life. And if you're always looking for the negative, you're going to find a lot of things to fail, a lot of things to have setbacks, a lot of difficulties. You know, if you're looking for possibilities, then you're walking through life looking for opportunities. You know, many uh, people have written about the dynamics involved in the development of the self-esteem, but the concept of self-esteem is an important role. And, and, and even if you think about uh, uh, Abraham Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, which which says that self-esteem is one of the basic human motivations. And he suggested, Maslow suggested that people need both appreciation from other people and inner self-respect to build self-esteem. So both of these needs must be filled in order for a person to grow into a person of character with self-esteem and self-actualization. That means we need other people in our lives who bring something to us. That's very important. You know, there's a lot of factors that can influence your self-esteem too. You know, age, I can tell you that being an old guy, disabilities, uh, genetics, illnesses, they all can take us down and take our self-esteem down the toilet. Our physical abilities, if we get fatter and softer and, and don't really take care of ourselves. Uh, socioeconomic status, if we don't take care of our finances, if somebody's a big spender, what are you going to do? Spend, spend, spend and find yourself... Uh, living on the streets when you're 90 years old. No, you need to take care of yourself. You know, thought patterns. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to this negative narrative stuff. If we're going to collect negative narratives about ourselves and other people, we're going to have a lot of very destructive thought patterns. Also, one of the, one of the really hard things in life to understand is how can you have good self-esteem if you're a racist or you discriminate and you've been shown to have negative that that has huge effects on your self-esteem because now you've said there's a part of the world that I just don't belong in. I'm sorry, but the world's your oyster. You can go out there and learn from anybody. I always say this and it's really important. 
every single person in this world can be, not always, but can be more right than they are wrong. There is always good in people if you look for that, no matter what their political views, no matter what their philosophical views, no matter what their religious views are, whatever, there's still intelligence in every person. There's still something to offer. And that's our job in this life is to look for the good, not for look for the bad. If we look for the bad, that's for our own safety. You know, it, often our experiences are, are a form of a overall self-esteem. You know, if we have lots of life experiences, it's called experiential learning, then we are not afraid of failure and we are joining life. And we're, we're what's what I would call a traveler. Instead of being a vacationer, a vacationer will go and say, OK, I saw this. I did this. I did that. I've been there. I've been there. Great. But. That does not do what a traveler does. What a traveler does is engulf themselves in wherever they are, in the culture, in, in, the, in the environment, in the, whatever it is that that place has to offer. That's what the traveler goes to learn about. And they also go to develop relationships. You see, and that's the kind of person we want to be. Many people are vacationers in life rather than travelers. And travelers are the ones who gain the wisdom that all of us love to learn from. You know, avoiding dwelling on past negative experiences can also build self-esteem. If you're going to hinge who you are based on traumatic events as a child, you're going to forget what your adult responsibilities are in life. We have bad things happen to us. We all have trauma of some degree, but that doesn't define who we are. Some things happen that are out of our control, and we have to learn to let those things go so that does not become a part of our identity. We let go of the parts of ourselves that destroy ourselves. Very important to do. You know, there, there's simple ways to tell if you have a uh, 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 healthy self-esteem. Number one is avoid dwelling on negative experiences. Number two, you believe you're equal to everybody else, no better, no worse. You express your needs. I prefer, I would like to see, I think this would be good. And you feel confident and you have a positive outlook on life. That is very, very important. But the biggest ingredient is saying no when you need to. And, you know, and, and the other part that keeps us healthy is seeing your overall strengths and weaknesses and admitting to them and facing them and accepting them and evolving from wherever that is. You know, healthy self-esteem can motivate you to reach your goals because you are able to navigate life knowing that you're capable of accomplishing what you set your mind to. Additionally, when you have healthy self-esteem, you are able to set really good boundaries and in relationships and you maintain a healthy relationship with yourself and others. Because if you know yourself well, you know how to say what I can do and what I can't do, what I will do or what I might do or what I might do, but it's not so good. So we're able to help other people understand what they can get from us. Now, low self-esteem, it manifests in a lot of ways. You believe that others are better than you. You find expressing your needs difficult. You focus on your weaknesses. You frequently experience fear, self-doubt, and worry. You have a negative outlook on life. Uh, a lack of control in life. So you're living with this what's called existential anxiety and you have an intense fear of failure. 
you know, that is a person that has low self-esteem. They also have trouble accepting positive feedback. Uh, they have trouble saying no, setting boundaries. They won't take compliments. They, you know, they make it hard for anybody to try to do something positive for them. They also often put up people's other needs before themselves. Well, you know, that's if you're not going to fill your own tank, you're going to have a hard time filling up people's tank. You have to give to yourself first before you can give to other people. You have to feed yourself. You have to take care of yourself. You know, low self-esteem has the potential to lead a variety of mental health disorders. And what would those be? Well, I've mentioned it before, anxiety, depression, uh, OCD, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. You also might find it difficult to pursue your goals and maintain healthy relationships because low self-esteem can seriously impact your quality of life. And it also increases your risk for experiencing suicidal thoughts. What is suicide? Well, it's pain management. It's when a person is in the deepest pain, emotional pain, and they can't seem to get rid of it. So if you want to have a low self-esteem, you also get to graduate into the world of thinking about suicidal ideation. You know, that is not a good thing. That's not a place you want to find yourself. You know, excessive self-esteem, by the way, is, is, this means a person is too confident and they've mislabeled themselves because they think they're good at everything. And they have they think they have distinct traits that differentiate them from others. And, and they have uh, they, they may appear to have a good self-esteem. But the problem is narcissistic people have very low, unstable self-esteem. You know, they may be preoccupied with being perfect. They focus on always being right, which, you know, reality is reality. And then there's our little box called reality. And we all live in that box. We don't live in the reality of the world. We live in the reality of our little box. And so unfortunately, narcissists believe the whole world is in their little box. And everybody better bend to their needs. You know, they, 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 th they think they're going to be perfect. Well, we're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're also not going to be, always be right. And they, our narcissists believe they can't fail. They believe they're more skilled or better than others, and if they do fail, it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. That's the first thing I want to go to, your fault, your fault. You project, 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 gaslight, 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 because they are too delusional to even embrace the fact that they're a narcissist. You know, they, they express uh, grandiose ideas. They overestimate their skills and abilities. So when self-esteem is too high, it can result in relationship problems. All good narcissists need their codependent. And so that's what they're going to look for. Somebody who also has low self-esteem but manifests it in giving to someone else to the point where they don't even have uh, an identity. And so unfortunately, narcissists will attract uh, people with a low self-esteem. And people with a low self-esteem that are codependent need that narcissist because it's their excuse for them not investing in themselves. And that's just too scary. But that low self-esteem draws them to the narcissist because the narcissist is extremely charming. And so when they get to that person, they think this is the one. And so having low self-esteem, the codependent will attach themselves to the narcissist and overcompensate to give to the narcissist everything they want. The narcissist expects that for the rest of their life and the codependent loses their 
and they just become attached to the narcissist. Their whole life is lived through the narcissist under the conditions of what the narcissist wants, all because they impulsively jumped into the relationship far too fast. You know, there's a whole lot of steps that we could take to address problems with our self-esteem. And, and those actions are very important. Number one is we got to be more aware of our negative self-talk, our negative thoughts. You know, if we identify with distorted thoughts, they will impact our worth in ourselves. So we have to be very careful about what kind of thoughts that we allow to permeate our brain. If we're going to ruminate over negative things or try to figure negative consequences out in advance, that's usually what we're going to attract in life is the negative outcomes. Also, you want to challenge your negative thinking patterns. When you find yourself engaging in negative thinking, try countering those thoughts with more realistic or positive ones. You know, instead of going to the fear world, go to the faith world. I have faith that this will happen. I have faith that this will happen. You know, it's really important to have uh, self-compassion, forgiving yourself. You know, the way to forgiveness is very important. You don't hammer on a negative outcome. What you do is you look for what and how did this event take place? What made this happen? We don't hammer on the event. We hammer on the process that led to the event so that we can learn to forgive. A person that looks for the process leading to the negative event is always going to have a better time forgiving. A person who keeps hammering on the negative event is going to have a hard time ever forgiving, and they're going to have a very difficult time in life because there's a lot to forgive. It's just really important to understand that low self-esteem means not holding yourself in high regard. If you have low self-esteem, you might feel shy or anxious around other people. Uh, a lot of people are after COVID. As a matter of fact, COVID has destroyed many people's self-esteem simply because they've lacked the social skills to get out there and meet new people, social skills to go out in public, and the idea of being told what to do by our government. That means that we as people have no free will. We have no right to be who we are. We have to be who they want us to be. And it's unfortunate, but that's out there in our culture, the Me Too culture or whatever you want to call it. You know, the it's crazy. But these days, people think they have the right to tell us how to be and who to be and what to be and what to accept and what to not accept as if it's the law, as if it's the way we all should be. You know, come on. You know, we all have different things to contribute. We are forgetting the idea of who we are as people from the soul out to the being. We're trying to live as human beings rather than being the person that we are within ourselves. We're trying to live as humans without a soul. And that means that we're trying to all match up to each other and join each other. Well, sometimes as individuals, we have to contribute in different ways for each other to help each other. And that is our way to find self-esteem in this life. But if we're going to live in a socialist or communist world, uh, unfortunately, or a global world, unfortunately, we're going to have to find ourselves always uh, needing to be accepted. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about self-esteem and the rise of self-esteem. You know, it's, it is it, it's it is the opinion you have of yourself that is the most important ingredient of self-esteem. When you have a healthy self-esteem, you tend to think positively about yourself optimistically about your opportunities in life in general. So when you have a healthy self-esteem, you know that you're a valuable person in some positive qualities like being a good friend, a good father, a good husband, a good wife, uh, that you're kind, that you're honest, that that you're well-intended. When you have low self-esteem, you tend to see yourself in the world and your future in negative and critical ways. And so you might feel anxious or sad or low or unmotivated. If you have a low self-regard, you know, when you encounter challenges, you may doubt whether you will be able to rise to them if you have a low self-esteem. And you might talk to yourself harshly in your mind, telling yourself things like, you're stupid, you'll never manage this, I don't amount to anything. You know, your self-esteem affects how you live your life, but it is fragile. And if you're going to live in the idea of failure or not failure, black and white thinking, we're going to find ourselves with low self-esteem. You know, it's on a spectrum. You know, it's, it's some people with low self-esteem find that it only affects them with certain people or in certain situations. Other people find that their self-esteem colors everything that they do. You know, at the center of low self-esteem is negative beliefs 
and opinions you hold about yourself or you believe others hold about you. You know, nobody is born with beliefs like this. They develop them as a result of the experiences they have throughout our lives. So how other people treat you, particularly when you're growing up, can greatly affect how you see yourself. And experiences that make you more likely to develop low self-esteem includes things like experiences like punishment or abuse or neglect. That's huge. That means the world is not safe, especially if that happens as a child. So punishment and abuse and neglect are very powerful. Children who experience them often jump to the mistaken conclusion that they're bad or must have deserved what just happened to them. Also, people with insufficient warmth or affection or praise or love or encouragement, you know, you may not remember anything overtly traumatic happening or wonder why you feel the way you do about yourself, but it's possible to develop low self-esteem without specific negative experiences. You know, just a deficit, enough of from away from positives. You know, without enough reinforcement that you're good, that you're special, that you're loved, children can form the impression that they're not good enough. And if you, you do that, you often live your life in that manner. And that can be changed. It just has to be, you have to hit head on your value to yourself in this life. And you have to understand what that is and you need to refine it your whole life. You know, failure to meet other people's expectations is another way to gather low self-esteem. If you feel that you're not good enough because you didn't meet someone else's expectations, that, you know, that's depression. Unmet expectations, if especially in other people. Other people, we don't meet their needs, then we feel we are that. No, we're not that. We have lots of circumstances, and we don't control other people's expectations, but we do control our own. And if we're going to live in expectations, we're going to have a very, very depressing life. If we're going to live in possibilities, we're going to have a very productive life. You know, the inability to fit in with your peer group, that's, you know, if you belong to a group or a tribe, it's important. It's it's actually a survival need. So being different or the odd one out, especially during adolescence when you're forming your identity, can really impact your self-regard. You know, so, you know, what what keeps low self-esteem going is very, very important to, to understand that it, throughout your life, You've, if you're going to form these negative beliefs in yourself as a result of the ways that you have produced or been treated or treated others, then your bottom line, your core belief is how you feel about yourself deep down. If you're going to have, for example, I'm worthless or I'm no good, then that is where your regard for yourself is. And that is not healthy. That's not the way we live. That's not productive. So you got to confront those core beliefs, uh, even if it's unpleasant. So, so we develop rules for living that protect us from core beliefs. And these rules guide your life. As long as your rules don't get broken, your core belief stays dormant. And so we need to strip all those things that we do to protect our low self-esteem and look at it and then stand up on our hind legs and actually become the human being that we are and the spirit that comes from that human being. You know, if you want to uh, uh, really correct the manner in which you live from a self-esteem perspective, you've got to identify your core beliefs about yourself. And you can do that by journaling. Also, identify your rules for living. You have rules. You have values. You need to understand, do they go well with life? 
Do they go well with faith? Do they go well with possibilities? Are they rigid? If they're rigid, why are they rigid? And what are you protecting? Your core beliefs. That's what you're doing. So, you know, we want to be more flexible. We, we want to have rules that bend, rules that move with life, that evolve through the circumstances of our living. It's very important for us to face fears and confront anxiety-provoking uh, situations and understand that we have the wherewithal to get through them. You know, it, it, we've got to live within the, the, the healing of understanding what causes self-esteem to go down, but also how to heal it. So to boost your self-esteem, you need to identify the negative beliefs you have about yourself, and then you challenge them. Is that really the truth? You know, you may tell yourself you're too stupid to apply for a new job, for example, or that nobody cares about you. Well, no, you just have to be purposeful. You have to be passionate and you need to go out there and understand that you may have to do things differently to get other people's attention in order for them to understand what your value that you bring to the table. You know, you, you also want to write down good things that other people have said about you and aim to have those positive things around you so that you can often glance and look at those things and go, wow, this person thinks this of me. That's really cool. You know, they said this about me. Wow. Make note of it. It's hard to hear good things about ourselves in this life. It's very rare. It's very hard to find. But when people are good at giving people compliments and actually recognizing the smart, wise things about other people in their lives, that is very magnetic. And people seek that in life. Unfortunately, we are trained to look at the negatives and to try to protect, protect, or protect. That's not living. You know, uh, we want to have positive relationships with positive people. If you're going to surround yourself with Eeyores, you're going to be an Eeyore. You know, that's not the way to live. It's a hard way to live is if you're trying to match up with other people that have so much less energy to offer you or to live your life trying to prop up low self-esteem people. That's a very difficult thing to do. They have to want it for themselves. You cannot do it for them. But the biggest thing is to be kind to yourself. You know, be kind to yourself means being gentle to yourself, understanding what is my love language and filling that tank. If it's spending time with people that you love, if it's receiving presents, if it's being uh, validated uh, that you're a good person, whatever that is, surround yourself with people that feed that. You also have to be assertive. And that's about respecting other people's opinions and needs and expecting the same from them. That means that we are not only responsible for the image that we put into our lives, but we are also responsible for how our image is received. And so we have to be willing to hear people's criticisms, people's opinions, and understand that this is knowledge I need to know. I need to understand how I'm coming across because I want to help people. I want to contribute to life. And so I don't want to live my life trying to not be assertive. You know, being assertive is not aggressive, okay? Aggressive means you're overbearing. You're forcing your will on other people. No, what we want is to learn how to be assertive. You know, how about trying this? You know, what, what do you think about this? Wouldn't it be good if this were to happen? You know, we are here to influence, not control, influence. 
And that's how we need to build our dialogue. That's now we need to form our language with other people is to influence others, not to dictate to others. We also need to give ourselves challenges. You know, if you're afraid to do things at different times, just do it. Try it. Step in. Give it a shot. But don't expect yourself to be perfect. Go in and learn and evolve. That makes us have higher self-esteem. You know, if you uh, if you look at a kid who starts a video game and they get upset because they don't know how to play it very well and they don't do a very good job, but they sit there and they keep refining their skills and refining their skills and refining their skills, and eventually they become an expert at the video game. Then, all of a sudden, they have a better self-regard. And so it's really important that we reinforce each other when we're all on a journey of a process to evolve into something better, that we encourage each other to do that and that we praise each other for the work that we're doing. You know, uh, uh, to, to tell a kid, hey, you're doing a great job at this game. I'm really proud of you. That's telling them that you accept part of who they are and that you're watching them become a, a, a more valuable game player, which builds their self-esteem. And that can be a very, very important tool for them for the rest of their life. You know, uh, uh, if someone does a good school presentation or a good work presentation, you know, we want to look at the conditions of what's going on there. We want to look at the, the idea that did they do a great job? And if we want more of that, we need to reinforce that. And so that's an important thing that all of us owe each other. Also, you know, when we're faced with a challenge with, with let's say, a spouse – you know, a spouse cannot do a try. You can't do marriage on a try. You have to do it on a will. I will be married. That means we're both in it. We got to fix it together, not by ourselves. That is a commitment that we owe each other in all relationships is that we will be here and we will resolve it and we will help each other. You know, it's not I will try to help you or try to do this, try to do that. That's the worst word in the English language. It's pathetic because it has a back door and it lets you through that back door as often as you want to take it. And it's unfortunate, but that's how many people live in their relationships in life. But once you've identified situations that are troubling, pay attention to your thoughts. And this includes what you tell yourself and what your interpretation of what the situation means. Your thoughts and beliefs might be positive, negative, or neutral, might be rational uh, based on reason or facts, or irrational based on false ideas. But if we're walking through life, especially you know in this job as a therapist, you, you're hearing horrible, nasty things that happen in people's lives and decisions that people make and, and horrible outcomes that have happened, but you have to find hope in all of that. You're not, you're not in a therapist's job especially, you're not sitting there trying to judge them. That's the worst place you can possibly be. And so we want to step back and go, how can we be constructive here? And so we challenge negative and inaccurate thinking. We challenge all or nothing thinking. Uh, and we convert uh, uh, positives into more positive. We, we take those and we help other people's lives with positives. But we have to always learn to challenge forgiveness. And forgiveness is about intentions, the process leading to the bad choice, not the bad choice. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. And you can reach out to me uh, through voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, weird is a side effect of awesome. <laughs> also, when you realize your self-worth, 
you will stop giving other people discounts. Also, you were born to be real and not perfect. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.